Welcome back, everybody, once again to another fantastic episode of... How do they already have clearance stuff? The Brink. The Brink. Uh, they've already got clearance stuff. Uh, we are actually right now in the fantastic brand new Kmart. Uh, it is Friday morning. We came for the opening. Uh, how are you feeling right now? You made a purchase and you got yourself a goodie bag. I did. What's in the goodie bag? Tell our, tell our listener. Um, some slippers, some clay mold things, some candy, some placemats. Nothing terribly exciting, to be honest. You got it for free. You got some good stuff and you bought yourself a llama, which... What, what socks is this? Avocado socks. So she's already into the, the shops and everything, but um, we initially weren't going to come to this. We were going to come late at night tonight, uh, but we thought, well, why not? How, how is this experience... Oh, already got a talk over the How's the experience coming to a store opening like this? Where, how deep were you into that crowd when they came up inside? Not very, honestly. Probably like halfway. I but couldn't see wonder- you. It's been wonderful. I could see you at one point, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really see anything that was going on. Couldn't hear any of the speeches. Didn't know what was happening. Were the crowd well behaved? Yeah, I don't think many people knew what was happening, though. Everyone was just kind of standing there looking. You could hear the hackers, though. The hacker went off like mm-hmm. twice. Yep. Now, now, what exactly are you looking for right now? Because, um, you know, there's lots of stuff laid out beautifully. I was in here the other day when everything was perfect, but I reckon it's all going to mess up. But what, what are you looking for? Um, nothing. I'm just walking around. Just killing time before you go to work this morning, basically? Yes. But it's, it's pretty exciting now that we can be sitting at home and essentially go, oh, cool, it's like 10 o'clock, we're going to go to Kmart, right? I'm so excited about this. I, I really feel we talk Kmart up a lot. It's great if they could sponsor us. I mean, I know people in corporate affairs now. I'm sure we can get a get a plug or something. How disappointing is it though not to be able to eat these wonderful looking cake, uh, cupcakes that are going around? Very disappointing. So disappointing. Oh my gosh. This is live reactions from Mallory. What she found? Can we get one of these for Stiggy? She's found bow ties for Stiggy. Sure, if you want to get bow ties for Stiggy, do you think you'll wear them? Little hats. And hats. And oh, little graduation hats. Um, you can get him little Santa things. He could be a reindeer. Go on then, get him a reindeer. Oh. And a reindeer suit. Oh. There's pet pyjamas. She's, she's way too excited for this. He doesn't even wear the ones he's got. There's a Yoda suit. There's a Yoda suit. Right there, there is a cat. Look. Look. Cat, cat sushi. But look, cat sushi. Oh, Yoda. You can get a Yoda. That's a little pro- sticky Yoda. Like a baby. Yoda. Vader one, too. Oh, look at this. Okay, well, we've done our ad for Kmart to open this episode. I feel like we're going to be coming here. We're going to the ballet tonight, so we might do a recording from the ballet and then maybe come back to Kmart afterwards. There's a laser toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to say just quickly while we wrap this bit up? No. Go Kmart. I always get excited when we can play something from the past and we're continuing on our coverage of Days of Our Pies because stuff happens in Ramsey Bay and all that fun stuff. We are up to episode five of season two. You don't want to hear me introduce it. You just want to hear the episode. So let's just hear the episode. Previously on Days of Our Pies. Oh my gosh. Prime Minister Schwarzenegger. You're early. I heard about the explosion, and I'm here to investigate. Nah, man, that's just the beginning. They're going to be like three more bombings, and they're all going to happen this evening, my man. Did you not understand me? As of tomorrow, Ramsey Bay will no longer exist. Like pastry in the oven, these are the days of our pies. I'm Lisa Jones. And these are the days of our pies. 
After Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger's early arrival due to the bombing of the town's police station, town policeman Frank Cakeman is shocked to hear of the Prime Minister's plan to close down Ramsey Bay as of tomorrow. He continues to stare at the Prime Minister in utter shock. This is horrible! Terrible! Worse than both combined! Why must you do such a thing? And how? How on earth are you going to close down the entire town? I must do this for the country of Australia and Ramsey Bay is a town of tragedy, death, and tonight's events have only proved that. And I can do it quite simply. All I need is to move the ship and press the magic button to tell everybody to get out. No, no, I will not let you do this to you giant Austrian-American buffoon. What did you call me? You heard me. Frank, I think you should calm down. No, I will not calm down. I will not stand here and let him close our beautiful town. And neither should you, Florge. I think you should calm down, Mr. Cakeman, and take a breath. Don't tell me to calm down. I will not calm down. This is ridiculous, and he must be stopped. Frank goes to grab Prime Minister Schwarzenegger, but his massive biceps act as a force field, knocking Frank to the ground. Huge ass goes to detain Frank, but all of a sudden, a screeching car is heard coming towards the building. Oh my god, that car is coming towards the building! The car smashes through the window of the gym, knocking all of them to the ground, but not hurting them. The driver of the car, wearing a pink hood, flees, leaving nothing but a bag of fertilizer behind, to which Frank notices. Oh my gosh! It's a bomb! Everybody get out! Just as Frank discovers the bomb, Roy Bowler Cereal and Billy Muesli Bar arrive at the shop on the back of a sane boat. Frank! Florge! Get the hell out of here! It's a bomb! Dear down man, I will save you all. Usain Bolt sprints inside, grabbing everybody and sprints back out, just before the bomb goes off. Are you guys alright, man? I am fine, Floyd. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine, Frank. Roy, Billy, how about you two? Yes, we are both fine. Oh my gosh. Prime Minister Schwarzenegger. I am fine. It's all the sheep lifting. Where's you? Where's my huge ass? I'm here, sir. I'm fine. Thank you, Mr. Wersane Bolt. You saved our lives. But why the hell are you here? I shall explain it to you all now, man. But first, go get some nuggets, man. As Usain takes everybody to explain over some nuggets, Jennifer has heard the explosion with Duna and Sheet Cover and have gotten in their car to rush to the scene. Oh my gosh, my Frank! I hope he's okay. I can't lose another husband in such tragic circumstances. I'm sure he's fine, Jennifer. You'll just need to remain calm. She's right, Jennifer. And one no way to remain calm is to sing. Sing like you have never before. That's okay, Tuna. Think I will be fine. We are nearly there. Look, it's, it is the gym. And there is Frank with Floyd, Roy, and Billy. And we would like to be Prime Minister Donald Schwarzenegger and the world 100 meter champion Usain Bolt. Jennifer exits the car and runs up to Frank, embracing him in a kiss. She is then explained everything by Frank, who, although shaken by the explosion, is still very angry at Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm still very angry at you, Prime Minister Schwarzenegger. Well, that's not my problem, Kickman. That is now two explosions in the space of a few episodes. And if Usain Bolt is correct, we're only halfway done with all but back up my choice. If you don't like it, then you can get out. Calm down, honey. You need to get back to the explosion sites and investigate who's doing this. Our town needs to stay together in this time of tragedy. You're right, honey. You ain't, Mr. Prime Minister. I have dealt with your sort before. I am sure I can again. So you watch yourself because Ramsey Bay will always be here while you may not be. Come on, Roy. Billy, Usain, and Floyd, let's go. Sure, man. But before we do, Floyd, your mustache, it's been blown off man. Uh, um, yeah, 
Oh god, that's not good. As George tries to cover his face, Jennifer, Roy, Billy and Frank all immediately recognize him, shocking Jennifer the most. Oh my gosh! It's you, George! You're alive! Ah, Jennifer. Yes, I am. How will George explain his story about being alive the whole time? Will Frank succeed in stopping Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger from closing down Ramsey Bay? Has the same bolt got enough details to stop the next two bombing? And where the hell is Bedsheet? Find out next time on Days of Our Pa. Oh my goodness, what is happening in Ramsey Bay? I don't even know, I couldn't even tell you. You'll have to listen next week, because let's be honest, I don't know. I was part of putting this together all those years ago, but still, I've got a memory like a sieve, so... In other words, you'll just have to keep on listening to the brink to find out what is actually happening over there in dear old Ramsey Bay. I am thrilled to be able to welcome back everybody's favourite co-host with the most and the toast. It's Samuel McCrossan. Hello, Sam. I haven't talked to you in ages. No, you haven't been. I think it's been about two months. Something like that. A lot can happen in like two it's, months, and uh, it's yeah. it's nearly the end of the year. So why not get you on? I'll be I'll be with you in about a month's time doing this in person, which is exciting. But uh, what's what's going on in Samland? You've you've been overseas, I think, since the last time we we spoke. Have you not? That's right. Yeah, went to Singapore in September. That was cool. Went to the Grand Prix, and um, the Friday night at the Grand Prix was when. Richmond was playing Geelong in the uh, preliminary final. That's right. So I, I managed to find Wi-Fi at the track, and I was listening to the ABC coverage at the Singapore Grand Prix of the of the game. And it was all looking good for the Cats at halftime. Got to say, um, you must have been liking the first half. <laughs> I, I was. I was pretty. I was pretty nervous and worried at halftime. But yeah, unfortunately, the Tigers just ran over the top of them. And then we ended up having one of the most boring grand finals in the history of uh, grand finals. Uh, oh, you were back in Australia for that one, were you? Yes, I was. Yep, yep. Back at mum and dad's place watching that on grand final day. And yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was just a rubbish game. Unfortunately, you get those in grand finals sometimes. Mm, yeah, it was your birthday too on that day, was it not? It was. It was my birthday. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 34th birthday. Happy, happy belated one, sadly. I mean, that would have been perfect. Cats made the grand final. Because, I mean, your birthday is always around grand final day. Did any of the years the Cats win the grand final, did that ever fall on your birthday? No. No, it didn't. I think, yeah, there might have been one. There might have won. I, I think 2011 they won in October. Mm. I think it might have been the first of October, so it was about three days later. Um. Yeah, but the other two I can't remember. But they weren't. They didn't fall on my birthday, unfortunately. I think the West Coast. I think it was the West Coast win that fell on my birthday. It's a birthday one. I remember that. I uh, can't quite remember some of the others. I'm... Unfortunately, I think Hawthorne might have won one on my birthday. Well, from memory, because my dad shares your birthday, and I, I do remember 1999 being a very terrible year for my father because obviously Carlton lost on the Saturday, and then St George, that's when the NRL Grand Finals back-to-back lost the day after, and I believe that also might have been a birthday weekend for you guys back then. Yeah. So one of the... You know, you think it'd be the best weekend of his life if uh, both his teams make the grand final. But I had a, a very similar situation for a friend of mine, Cable, who's been on this show. He's a Collingwood and Melbourne Storm supporter. And last year he suffered the uh, back-to-back defeats on the Saturday and the Sunday. So oh, nasty. Don't, nasty, nasty. Don't know stuff. how that will work out uh, 
for Carlton and Cronulla in the future, but who knows? Um, but you, did you go and see? You, there were a couple of bands, wasn't it? The Chili Peppers were playing, weren't they, in in Singapore? And uh, was uh, who else was playing? Who did you get a chance to catch them as well? Yeah, did yeah, saw a bit of the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Got to see them twice this year because they played at the Adelaide 500, and I went there in February, Great. February March. We saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, saw them again in Singapore. But in Singapore, they also had Gwen Stefani. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, no, she was she was pretty good. I watched that whole concert. Um, Fatboy Slim. Oh, jealous. Saved for that whole concert as well. The one I did skip, though, Ben, was Muse. Yeah, I thought Not you would, uh, which disappoints no. me because I would have been front and centre for Muse. Um, I do like me some Muse, but... Uh, yeah, what, what is it about Muse? I don't know if I've ever asked you. What, what is it about Muse? I, I would assume they would be a band that you would like. No, no, it's the singer. Um, Chris. I, I just don't like the way he... Is it yeah, Chris? Yeah, he wails. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, oh, you think I would. Uh, he, you don't like the wails. Just, you don't like how he does that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. The guy that oh, wails. Matt, Matt Bellamy, not even close. I'm thinking of Chris Martin. Wrong band, Ben. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, wrong band, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, he was he was um, yeah. I don't don't like me, so I didn't didn't stay there. But the Lighthouse Family saw a bit of that. Oh, the Lighthouse Family. we are so high. There's their one song. Did you see them perform? Uh, we are gonna be together. Um, I, I didn't hear them play that one. <laughs> oh, gee, that's the one song I could tell you from the Lighthouse Family. Um, you know, I know. Yeah, not too familiar yeah. with the rest of their back catalogue. <laughs> I think maybe I know two. I know two. Right. Yeah. Anyway, didn't. Oh, but, I, yeah, I saw a bit of Lighthouse Family. How did it compare to your inaugural Singapore experience a couple of years ago? It's good. Yeah, it was good. No, they're on, they're on par. They're on par. It was, yeah, it was good Good to go again. It's very, very well organised, very clean, a lot of fun, and it's really spectacular under the lights, you know. Um, it's great, yeah. I haven't got anything bad to say about the Singapore Grand Prix. And, and Vettel won that one, didn't he? Was that two Singapore Grand Prix you've been to that Vettel won? And he's won both of them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. He's won both of them. Lucky man. <laughs> you would have loved that. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I've just about seen Vettel win more than anyone else, I think. I, yeah. I mean, you would have seen him win, what, three Australian, two Singapore yep. and a Malaysian. Yeah, so six. So six wow. of the 20, 20 Grand Prix, 21 of them. I think I've been to 21, maybe 22 now. See, that's a, good, like that. that's a good thing because I've never really kind of – I've tried to always count my Grand Prix. I think I'm up to like 15, 16. I'm, I'm a few behind you. But, um, yeah, I, I would think that – I mean, God, Hamilton basically won everything I saw in North America. And how many Australian Grand Prix has he won in the last decade? Like three, two? Um, yeah. So, oh, well, my... I, keep a, I keep a list of this stuff, actually. Oh, you do? All right. Oh, anyway, Have you got the list? list? Tell me the list. Yes. Uh, okay, so twenty. I've been to 22 uh, Grand Prix. Good job. Yep. Uh, supercars, I've been to 30. Wow. That's if you include all the um, Albert Park ones we've yep. been to. Yep. That inflates a bit. Um, cricket, I've been to 44. Is that... 44 cricket games. Is that test, one-dayers, or just all of them? 
all of them. So Test, One Day, 2020, Big Bash, State Games. Nice. Yeah. I like this. I see, yeah. I see. I've done a thing in my. I've got a. I'm very organised in my photos, so I've organised a sporting folder where I've kind of listed all my sporting events I've been to. But I don't think I've actually gone through and counted them. I like this idea, Sam. You've given me an idea to do this myself. Yeah, that's good. It's good, Ben. So I, I worked it out. I, had, I you know I went I went back through like photo collection, um, uh, tickets. Mm-hmm, yeah. All my collection of tickets to yeah pieced it all together. Um, it was. Um, it was a bit difficult to work out all the all the cricket ones I've been to, but I I did it, um, and very difficult to piece all the AFL. Games I was going to ask you, did you together. tell your AFL ones? I have, yeah, yeah. So I've I've tallied all those up, um, which was a pretty good effort. I used all my research skills to do it, and I have been to fifty four. Oh, nice. Now is that 54. just regular season? Does that include pre season and practice matches as well? Uh, yes, it does. What, yeah. What about Don't AFLW? Lot. I'm sure you've been to plenty of those ones. I've, I've been to one actually, and I counted it. All oh, right, good job. Counted it. Which was that the yeah, Carlton so North it. Melbourne one in Hobart? Was it? Was it that game? It was. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And I found, and after the match, I found a commemorative ticket on the ground. All oh, right. Very. I kept it and put it in my collection. Good job. Yeah. I just quickly tallied 17 Grand Prix I've been to. So there you go. Right, so we're close, yeah. I think because yeah. you've been to, uh, I think, what, three more Australian Grand Prix than me? And I think yeah. I think that's the difference because if you count the, um, I've been to three North America and I think you've been to two Singapore. Well, you should be four ahead because you, you've been to two Singapore's that I've not been to. You've been to a Japanese, which I haven't been to, and an extra Malaysian that I haven't been to. So you've been to four extra internationals. Yeah. And you went to what years did you go to Australia that I didn't what? Two thousand six, seven, eight, nine? No? Uh, I didn't go two thousand eight. So two thousand six, seven and so I uh, maybe I've miscalculated or yeah, because you should be about five or six ahead of me, I think. Yeah, so twenty two of me. Oh twenty two. Oh okay, yeah. no, okay. I thought you said twenty before, so that's where I've gone. Okay. Seventeen. Oh wait, well, yeah. Right. I did say 20, then look it up, and no, that's 22. Good job. You've, you've raced more than a season's worth of race. You've been to more than a season's worth, I guess. So I have. Yeah. High call. Congratulations. Yeah. Have you yeah. counted your uh, yeah. your Tasmanian ice hockey games you've been to, Sam? Uh, no, well, I think I can remember off the top of my head. I think I went to three. I'm pretty sure you did. I think you did the first three grand finals we ever did. Um, so there's yeah. that. Have you counted your, um, your bocce ball games you've been to, Sam? Bocce ball, um, zero, I think. Yeah, okay, right, right. What about your uh, Gaelic football games? How many have you played in your career? Like, do you have a number? Oh, <laughs> golly. Yeah, there might be a record somewhere, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing about, maybe I played about 50. Okay, not quite the century yet. Oh, 50, oh. So sometimes we played round robins, so if you if you count all those, mm-hmm. like maybe, I wonder if I got to 100. I know. You've got to pull on the, the yeah. boots again and pull on the jersey and give it another crack. Uh, well, I don't know if I can do it with my knee anymore, unfortunately. Uh, the old age is catching up yeah. to you with, your, with your knee. I uh, know, I think so. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bike rider now ah. and hopefully a, a Sunday indoor soccer star, I hope. I've got to ask a question then before we let you go because obviously I'll be there in a month. 
But uh, how, how's Tassie, Sam? I feel like we never ask you this question. I've, I've, I have not set foot in Tasmania now in over a year. This is the first time in my life I have wow. spent more than a year outside of Tasmania. So uh, do I do I need to be warned? Is like, you know, there been an uprising? Is is Are things normal there for once? Um, uh, we, we're bothered by those Extinction Rebellion people. Oh, yeah. Cult. Yep. Yeah. That's been happening lately. But... I think when yeah when you drive in, I think I think the biggest things you'll notice is well I reckon the skyline will be a little bit different. A couple of bridges now, one. isn't there? I believe the bridges were built sort of over mm-hmm. the cenotaph, and isn't there another one sort of near the ABC? There's another bridge there or something. There is, yeah. You'll notice those. That'll look very different to you. Yeah. Mm. As with the skyline, that's changed a little bit with the hospital. Going there's a helipad like now that. on top of that. Is there not? There is a helipad. Ah, okay. Yep. So it's, it's interesting because it is a city that didn't change a whole lot in our lifetime, I guess. But I guess if you're not there for a year, you're gonna you're gonna notice little subtle little thingamabobs. You haven't yeah. changed, Sam. I can see you wear flannelette more though. Um, I'm noticing that looking yep. at you now. Still love my flannies. Yeah. If you ever see me around my neighborhood, I'll be in a flanny. You know, I actually own a flanny. I didn't think I did, but uh, we went to a comedy show the other night here in Invercargill. Can I just say a fight broke out in the uh, crowd? Finally lived up to Invercargill's reputation 12 months living here. Really? So that was interesting. But um, I bought a flannelette shirt, cotton on in Melbourne about 18 months ago. Mallory bought it for me, to be fair. And um, it, w- it didn't fit me. Like, I had to kind of wear it open because, you know, like, it, I'm fat. But I've lost so much weight now that I can button it up and just wear it as a shirt now. So there's uh-huh. a fun little fact for you. Very good. Yes. Very good. Yes. Yep. Nothing like a good flanny. Yeah, good old flanny. I'm looking forward to seeing your flanny in person. And maybe I tell you what, let's Christmas time when we're there, I need you to get in the blower. I need you to find the Sarge. I've missed him. I've missed talking to yep. him. I don't know what he's been doing. I want to talk to him. I want random beef man. Uh, I want Max Walker from heaven. Uh, I want Nikki Lauder from heaven. Um, I, I want all of them together because I mean we haven't talked about Nikki since he passed away, sadly. So you know we need to we need to get all these people Ooh. together, don't we? Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't doesn't bode well for our um our, our impersonations, does it? Given that two of them have uh, passed away. Yeah, we'll take the blame for that. We um I think we discovered on one of our other shows uh we killed Roger Moore accidentally. So um you know we don't have a good track record of killing these people, so keeping them alive. So. Um, John Howard yeah, well, for, <laughs> for a while there, everyone that came onto the brink was very successful. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe things are turning. I don't know. But um, yeah, the other big thing, the other big thing that's about to happen, last thing to talk about, is this is starting tomorrow. The that cricket. Is very. Oh, so is it? Is that the 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 Gabba test? Is that tomorrow? Yes, it is. See, this is this is the thing. I'm in a bubble over here, Sam, because clearly this country only cares about the All Blacks, and we've just had the rugby. I I even believe England are playing New Zealand in a test here, but it's barely publicised. So I I they didn't have, even yeah. know there was Australia. Didn't they just play 2020 games over there or something like that as well? I didn't even hear anything about them over here. Well, that is absolutely disgraceful, Ben. Bullshit. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. <laughs> I order you to have socks, socks, lashes. Oh, can you can you not speak that way? I'm just looking forward to coming to Australia and hearing people oh. speak normally. <laughs> it's actually funny today, normal. at least the day we're recording this. 
I believe the Wallabies appointed a Kiwi coach. So all the New Zealand media are talking about is like, oh, and look at these Aussies. They've had to appoint a New Zealand coach because they couldn't find a good enough Australian coach. And it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Um, so I actually, I might be heading up to Dunedin in March next year to go watch Australia play New Zealand in a 2020 match. I'm thinking of uh, heading up there to, to cheer on Australia on this side of the Dutch. So. Oh, the Dutch. The Dutch. You're getting good at those Kiwi accents, I tell you. But, you're um, around them long no. enough. You, like, it's, it's worrying to me when people don't distinguish that I'm Australian. Oh, I couldn't tell your accent. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sounding like one of you now. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, one of, the, one of the things I haven't added to my list is that I, two years ago, man, no, no, only just over 12 months ago, I went to a Bledisloe Cup match in you did. Sydney. Can you believe that? You have you have been. Have, have you done that? I've never. The only international rugby game I have ever been to was I saw Namibia play Romania at the Rugby World Cup in two thousand and three in Launceston. I had the opportunity to go see the Wallabies play Ireland when I was in Brisbane, but I didn't go at the last minute. And the All Blacks did not play in this part of the country or up in Dunedin this year because of the World Cup. So I am hoping that next year. They will play a game in Dunedin, whether hopefully against Australia, but even if it's just against Tonga, I will. I want to have seen an All Blacks game in New Zealand because apparently that is the only sporting event that people go to in this country because otherwise no one goes to sport here. That really? Okay, yeah. I thought they were a bit more keen than that. It's, no, it's, it's like their national rugby competition. We have a team down here, uh, won their first game in three years this season. It was great. Uh, but they probably barely get 5,000 people to games here. It's, it's kind of very sparse. And uh, I went to a couple of super rugby games. Uh, the Highlanders, get on them, Sam. They're your team you need to go for. And uh, yeah. not a very big crowd at either of the ones I went to. But um, I did go to an Australia versus New Zealand international ice hockey match in Queenstown, and that was quite full for a very small ice arena. And I saw Rod Stewart's son play. He plays for New Zealand. So there you go. Did you really? Yes. You is. Yep. That's, That's all right. The yeah. excitement level of New Zealand sport. So <laughs> we do we do have um, teams down here in the national netball and basketball competitions here in New Zealand, and quite successful down here. Both uh, uh, won championships in the last few years, and very I would say the most parochial, full on crowd you get is at netball here. Very full stadiums, and it's actually quite I quite enjoy going to the netball here. It's very entertaining. Very entertaining indeed. Very good. Yes. Very good. Well, yeah. Sam, it's a pleasure, and I'm telling you now, we will have you on in a few weeks because I'm going to be there in person and we're going to be able to do this in person. So uh, put on the deodorant and put on a cuppa. I'll be there soon. Look forward to it, Ben. Can't wait. I love being able to have random people come on this show that we've never had on before, and uh, we don't really have as many New Zealanders on this show as we probably should since as we're living here. This isn't Nick. I'd like to introduce to the brink this week. Uh, I'm not going to... Actually, I'm going to get you to say your last name because I don't know if I can say it. Peter. And Peter, how do you say your last name? That would be Natoi. Natai? Like... Um, just like a, uh, I guess a long inflection on the, the first. So, nah, mm-hmm. and there's just a quick tie on the end there. Nah, tie. That's the one. Nah. That's, that's perfect. Now, but it, it's spelt, it's like NG, right? So that, is that the Maori, Ma- how do you even say Maori? I don't even know how to pronounce a- that right. Actually, now that you, now that you say it, um, I, I would be probably saying it incorrectly myself. Um, the complexion of the word that is spelt NGA, it's actually spelt nah. 
Ah. Um, there's a little bit in the back of my throat that you kind of get stuck there. So it's kind of just a... It sounds funny, but nah. Nah, nah, okay, right. Yeah, I'm terrible at pronouncing words and things like that. But uh, Peter is uh, a friend of ours who is, we're enjoying a lovely dinner this evening. That's not the point of this story. Um, we met Peter at the gym because, funnily enough, this year, we go to the gym a lot. It's a new thing that we apparently do. And somehow we got talking and now you're standing in front of a microphone. How does that, is this happen with all your clients at the gym? You just fucking go home and talk with them? Um, I can't say that I do, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the kind, I've always been interested in the, the podcast side of things, so uh, I guess when you popped into the gym and we had got into yarning, um, a common interest kind of just arose, didn't it? it? It did, it definitely did, and you want to start your own podcast, we're talking about that, but you're you're a big basketball fan, you're a Celtics man, now how how does one in New Zealand get onto the Boston Celtics? Tell me the story. Oh, damn, you got me pondering on that thought a little bit there, Ben. Um, good question, good question. Um, personally, back in the old school days, we're talking 15 years ago, um, my relatives, my cousins, they got me onto the basketball binge, I guess. Uh, they got some Boston uh, merchandise. I jumped right on board that bandwagon, and uh, here I am. You, so 15 years ago, so you, you got to see him win a championship not long after that. So you, you've done all right there. Because, I mean... Boston are one of these teams that were obviously hugely successful a long time ago, maybe not as much as they are back then, but, I mean, do you remember that championship? Were you, you know, on board? You were telling me before that you've watched all the games on YouTube mm-hmm. now, but were you there and remembering that when that was happening back? Was it 2008, wasn't it? Uh, that was 2008. So, um, actually, oh, we're talking 11 years ago. I wasn't actually too much into basketball, um, but at the, I guess, the later stages of my uh my life, um, I jumped right on board. Um, I watched games that was ten years old, but I felt right in the thick of it. Ben felt right in the thick of it. Do you do you get like the league pass and kind of just get on the Celtics and kind of just follow it that way? Oh, mate, I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, two hundred fifty dollars a year is just too. Uh, you you can just get a team one. You do know that, right? <laughs> uh, so you're, you're still pushing the boundaries there, Ben. <laughs> Um, I, I definitely um, love to jump on the league pass, but uh, just do the old uh, sneaky, sneaky internet binges. Right, N- none of this illegal downloading stuff, of course. But... I don't know what you're talking about there, Ben, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's kind of interesting because um, I, I found since being in New Zealand that it's, I mean, it's gotten hugely popular in Australia. It was huge in the 90s, kind of died out in the 2000s, and I feel basketball is really starting to peak again in Australia. And... Since being in New Zealand, one of the first things I noticed when I came in Chicago, particularly, there was a lot of Breakers merchandise. Obviously, a lot of people are on Steve Adams. Because mm-hmm. is he your first ever NBA player? Because I know he's your only one right now, but had you had NBA players before Steve Adams, do you know? Um, we did have a couple. Um, just off the top of my head, I can't quite recall. Um, but I know we have had a championship winner um, in our midst. I, again, I can't um, rattle it off the top of my head, but... Um, I guess NBA has been part of our NBA, uh, New Zealand heritage for a while. Um, Stevie Adams just, uh, I guess, upped it a notch. J- Jason Momoa, I like to... I think he looks oh, a bit like Aquaman, yes, yes, don't you yes, think? The, yeah. Um, I definitely agree. Um, very handsome young fellow. Um, <laughs> uh, just a little side note on that one. But uh, um, Jason Momoa, big fan of his. Um, they should be twins, but... Um, oh, hell, oh, hell. 
good good looking roosters is how we like to refer to them. I think kind of that's the 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 manly way of saying that. Um, do you do you? I saw you at the Breakers game obviously recently. Do you go along to much of the Sharks games? Are you kind of that into the basketball, or you kind of just stick to your NBA? Um, I like to just get into the thick of things, things Ben. Um, it's just the vibe that I go for. Um, because you're you're a journalist, you do quite you do find yourselves in, um, I guess exciting um events. So it's just getting yourself amongst that, um, feeling the vibe. Oh, the energy's electric. Are you born and bred in Vicargal? Been here your whole life? I don't know if I've ever really talked to you much about this before, Peter. Oh, sadly enough, I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am born and bred in Vicargal, um, deep down south. Um, I don't mind it down here. It's just nice and quiet. Um, I have tested out the the big city life, but in Vicargal is where it's at. Now, 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 when you say you've tested out big city life, tell me, you're referring to Auckland, right? Or is this Dunedin or somewhere that you Kiwis think is a big city, which isn't really <laughs> a big city? Oh, my God. You've kind of put a bit of a perspective on that <laughs> uh, little statement there. Um, the biggest, actually, city I've lived to, uh, lived in is Dunedin. Um, would you consider that a big city? Look, when, before I moved here, I did, because I thought New Zealand's like Australia. Like, you know, you've got decent-sized cities, but... Hobart, where I'm from, is bigger than Dunedin, and Hobart is considered tiny in Australia. Like, I I lived there my whole life, thinking like, oh, this is the smallest place in the world. I need to get out of here, and it's fucking like a metropolis now, living in Invercargill. But um, yeah, uh, I think you would like Hobart then if you think Dunedin's a big city. I don't know how you. I mean, you've been to Melbourne and Sydney before, haven't you? Um, I've made it just to Brisbane. I haven't made it to Sydney or Melbourne. I don't mind um the Brisbane vibe. Um. It was quite mellow when I got there, uh, but yeah, just a just a small city kind of kind of vibe. I like. So, so how how do you find Auckland when you've been to Auckland? Oh, the hustle and bustle was you know I'm not going to turn it down. Mm-hmm. I like a bit of energy, um, as you'd understand. Some of that gets overwhelming sometimes, so I like just to sit back and uh, relax on the couch and just chill out. What would you say to people as a as an Invercargill local who haven't heard of it? Because I try to explain Invercargill to mm. people who haven't heard of it. Mm, mm. How would you describe Invercargill to the person who's not heard of this beautiful city? May I like to, um, I guess, take reference on one of our well-known, um, I guess, um, individuals from Invercargill, Mr. Burton Munro. He said, uh, the place where dreams are possible. And I definitely agree with that statement. Um, just like to add in there that um, I have achieved some of my own dreams in Invercargill. And... Uh, um, if you'd like to come along to Invercargill and uh, share some of those dreams, I'd very much like to welcome you along. <laughs> and uh, and they can also achieve those dreams at Advanced Fitness, can they not, Peter, where they can get great deals currently at the moment for students, can they not? <laughs> Advanced Fitness is where it has been. Um, oh, <laughs> mate. We could go on to the student deals for days. Um, all I can say is just come on, feel the vibe, and uh, just get into it. I'm going to ask one more question though. When it comes to working in a gym, um, give me the give me the best thing about working in a gym and the worst thing about working in a gym. Actually, I'm going to start off with the worst thing. All right, I want to finish off, uh, finish off with the good news. The worst thing, man. The worst thing. The sweatiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the humidity of the sweetness. You can oh, sometimes you can just taste it. Just think about that, what I just said for a second. Tasting of the sweat. Oh, good times. And I'm guessing it's about to get worse coming into these months, right? I don't think I've really worked out too much in the summer yet, so I'm, I'm kind of a bit scared how this is going to turn out. Oh, please don't talk about that, man. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, in terms of the good news, um, just talking to, you, to people like yourself there, Ben, mate. Just uh, uh, talking to people 
that have had results. Um, oh, I love jumping on their bandwagon and, uh, and just supporting them with their achievements. In all seriousness, and people know me in all these podcasts, and I'm generally suck up, so let's just stick to the, the trend here. But Peter actually is fantastic at his job. So people listening back home in Advanced Fitness, if you're listening, give him a raise and shit. But um, it is actually... Please. Please. It is, it is obviously a role, though, where it is very personable because, you know, you, you're really trying to connect with these people who are coming to the gym for a variety of different reasons. And I could imagine that it's a customer-facing role like that, but it's also mixed with these people who are kind of cheap. It's not like you're just selling them a, a packet of biscuits, is it? You're, you're, you're selling them this thing that they can change their appearance and get themselves fitter and stronger and healthier and all this sort of stuff. Oh, you did right there, Ben. You did right. Um, I mean, all salesmen, they can push... Um, but unless you actually, I guess, make, um, build some sort of rapport with the client, um, you're not going to get, you're not really going to get anywhere. Um, I like to bring my personally personality into the swing of things, um, show my happy side and, uh, hope they join along. I think it works. I mean, you're recording with me right now, so clearly that, that made some sort of, uh, you know, impact there on it is. Um, great chatting with you, Peter. We'll have to do this again. Uh, quick, uh, quickly, you're happy with the Celtics so this season? They're doing well. Uh, they're doing very well. So how are you feeling this season's going to play out? You give them any uh, chance for the end of the season? Um, I'm feeling if there's just a feeling in my stomach oh, it's going to turn out well. Uh, um, lately, we haven't heard some of the results that we've, that we've wanted, but, uh, you know, it's a long season. Uh, we got 82 games to play. Um, let's, let's see how that goes, and uh, oh, let's follow along with the road. You're such a natural at this. You're very much like there's the four quarters. You know, there's you know, I know Iron Team. We've we played hard. We played fair. All that great stuff. Peter, pleasure to have you, mate. And we're going to do this again. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Much appreciated, much appreciated, Ben. Thank you very much. Classic interview for your time and a bit of a different one. Fun one, I guess, at the same time as well. Back in the day when we used to have uh, Vanessa Amorossi on quite a little bit, we had a few people follow us and a couple of people who then pushed us to get a certain singer on the show by the name of Tanya Doko. You might remember that name from a little band called Bachelor Girl. Did uh, the Buses and Trains song, of course, that most people know them for. Don't know if they did a whole lot other since, but it doesn't matter. We got Tanya on the show because we got pressured a lot into getting Tanya on the show. We reached out to Tanya. She came on the show. It was a fun chat, and this is our interview with Tanya Doko on the good old days of the Brink on Edge Radio. Tanya Doko was one half of the hit group Bachelor Girl, which rose to fame in the late 1990s. The band had the massive hit Buses and Trains and won an aria for their debut album in 1999. Recently, Tanya has been concentrating on her solo efforts, with songs in the movie Step Up Free, as well as a collaboration with Taylor Dane, which is currently burning up the dance charts in the US. And after high demand from her many loyal fans, I finally spoke to Tanya about her amazing career, as well as everything else from being interviewed in her pyjamas to hijacking a plane with an aria. Tanya, welcome to the program. <coughs> oh, choking. Uh, G'day, how are you? Fantastic, a great entrance to the show, I have to admit. I think you're the first guest <laughs> to cough straight away. Oh, it's it's the vibes you're sending, Ben, through Skype. Oh, uh, look, I like it. This is actually the first time we've uh, done one of our interviews direct through Skype, so you're a bit of a guinea pig this morning, Tanya. Oh, there you go. It does work. Well, I'm liking the sound of it so far, so I'm pretty excited, to be honest. Good. Well, there you go. Well, I couldn't be further away from you. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm on the other side of the planet. Mm, in Sweden, in Stockholm. That's correct, and it is getting pretty icy down there. Up here, I should say. God, I'm thinking of you guys down there. I love Tasmania. Well, I'm obsessed with Very glad it. to I'm hear just, that. Yes, we love it. Well, I think you're actually the 
first guest ever to appear on the show and possibly even Edge Radio to be spoken to direct from Sweden. So I think that also deserves a bit of credit. You're creating a few firsts here this morning. Oh, we're making some history. You are. I like like that. I love making history on Radio and Hobart. And the fact that you love Hobart too just adds all the positive vibe. Well, it's a very genuine um, love interest with with Hobart and Tasmania because I've we, my family and I just recently, like back well, one year ago now, we went to um, Tassie for a bit of a, a celebration of my parents' 50th anniversary and, oh, we went everywhere. It was wonderful. And um, I do a lot of youth work in Tasmania for White Lion um, when I'm in Australia. So it feels like a distant memory for me um, <laughs> in some ways even being in Australia, but it's uh, it warms the cockles of my heart to talk oh, to you, Ben. Oh, look, <laughs> I like the sound of that. I'm, I'm very happy that you've even said that. We can use that in a promo or something now, Tanya. I'm just going to write that down to make sure we remember that part of this interview and uh it's corny corny but true oh look who cares about corny that's what we're all about here on edge radio on the brink we (laughs) love it now given that you are from a melbourne originally though tanya how on earth did you end up in sweden of all places you know the best music makers on the planet or some of the best are in this very territory so and look i think it's about expanding and growing and, and i've always wanted to live in another country and now i'm doing it although it's um it's really back and forth to Australia. I mean, obviously, I have all my family there and a lot of my work is still there. I don't know if you know, Ben, but Bachelor Girl did reunite yes. this year. And, yes, um, I was aware of that, absolutely. Yeah, we have, you know, a best of out there. It's called Loved and Lost that you can pick up on iTunes. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a new record as well called Beautifully Wrong. You can also get on iTunes. That's all our, a lot of our previously unreleased material. So, you know, still very much... You know, it's it's not like I've turned my back on Australia, but it's just more a case of um, what's next and 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 growing other parts of myself, if you like, and, yeah. and, and creatively stimulated simply because I'm often out of my comfort zone here. Big time. It's always good to be put out of your comfort zone, I think, Tanya. I mean, yes. if we didn't do that every morning here on the program, then there'd be something wrong and our listeners would tune out in droves. That's it, exactly. And um, the very fact that you wake up when you do yes. and... Um, and do what you do, it proves that you are committed, young man. You are oh, very committed. Oh, look, she's, she's given me lots of she's given me lots of big heads this morning. I, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out, Tanya. By the end of it, I think we're almost going to be married at this rate. Jeez. Well, it's because it's, it's 10 past 10 here, and it's... What time is it there? It is just after 7 a.m., so uh, it's a big time difference. Yeah, well, I'm feeling all cosy and, you know, ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably both in pyjamas and we don't even realise it. Yeah. That's enough. Okay, we'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking with, of course, uh, the reformation of Bachelor Girl earlier this year, you did a bit of a tour around the country in celebration of the greatest hits, reforming back there, of course, with James. Yes. Now, what was it like yes. going back on the road there, seeing some of the fans that maybe have been waiting for this for some time, performing some of these songs that really did make a name for yourself all those years ago? Oh, look, it was wonderful. I mean, um, I think when you have some space from from something that, was your entire life. Um, you can almost enjoy it more. And James and I have still, we're still very much uh, good friends. There's something that happens when James and I comes to, come together and it's just inexplicable and this musical connection um, that I think we can appreciate more now simply, oh, that sounds cliche, but because of the perspective and the space and mm. us going out, doing other things and, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't know, a reunion in <laughs> most people don't like kind of their school reunions, but 
you know, like there's a, if there's a friend that you don't see that often, but that you you just pick up where you left off. It's sort of like an old shoe that feels good, you an know. Old shoe, <laughs> gee, I like that one too. Can I? I'm going to borrow so many of these. <laughs> I want to call James an old shoe or anything, but <laughs> um, but you know he we really he, he had such a major influence on me musically and as a songwriter as well that I've now gone and I mean I'm I'm working full time as full time as a songwriter now and I have James to blame for that because mm. he taught me so much about songwriting and and now I'm pitching material to all sorts of artists and. You know, I have a song with Taylor Day now at the moment that's um, doing really well in the US and, you know, making a solo record in, in Sweden because of Bachelor Girl, because we did so well here. And I can sort of, you know, no, I can't rest on my laurels, but I can um, enjoy the past, but, you know, move on from it as well. I like the old shoe reference. When you come <laughs> to the time to writing memoirs, you could call that, you called your book Thanks to the Old Shoe. You could write a song for your new album, or even when you get back together with James again for another tour, you could create a yeah. song for Bachelor girl called an old shoe well we have a song called this must be love on um that is on the best of and it talks about all these all the things that two people well specifically in this story that they do to each other or, or they share with each other if you like yeah <laughs> They share with each other. See, this is what happens when you interview me at quarter past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, that's okay. Um, so what was I saying? The things that you share. An old shoe I have. Like, the last thing I'm thinking yeah. of. But no, I'm, you're still talking about <laughs> things you share now. It's great. Yeah, like, you know, you wear my sweaters and I wear your shoes. Mm. You know, I mean, and then it says this must be love because what else could make us act the way we do? Exactly. You know, it's just a bunch of things and they're not prepared to call it love. But because they're doing all this stuff together that only lovers could do, well, they must be. They, it must be love. So, <clears throat> how did I get onto that? I don't know, Tanya. I don't know. You've, I'll tell you one thing. You've also actually done with a lot of uh, your answers, which I really appreciate. You're answering a lot of our questions, which makes it a lot easier for me at uh, quarter past seven in the morning. So we're, we're, we're working off each other well here. All right. Well, it's time you do some work, Ben. Oh yes. Ask me a question. Work. What's that again, Tanya? I thought this was just a nice little chat that just happens to be on the radio this morning. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I thought you just had to get up. You know, Woody Allen says fifty percent of success is just showing up. Exactly. Well, you've shown up, Ben. You've shown up, half, my friend. Half the battle won, and you've shown up too, Tenya. And um, <laughs> it's going to be like an old shoe, as you were saying, but this time on radio. <laughs> Correct. Now, you were talking, of course, before about uh, working with Taylor Dane. The song is Floor mm. on Fire, which, pardon the pun, is uh, burning up the dance charts in the US right now. I worked all, mm. I worked all night on that one, Tanya, so you've got to give me credit for that Good. one. Look, the thing is, Ben, are you going to play it this morning? If That's we, what I want to do. If we didn't play it, I would be getting it several angry tweets and complaints oh. and we uh-huh. only like getting them about once a month. Okay, good. We'll keep the people, the customers happy and play it. We definitely will. Now, what was the experience like working with Taylor? Well, Taylor's just, she's a barrel of laughs and she's, um, I, it's, I mean, really, I thought it was going to be kind of really, um, I don't know, what's the word? Of course, I mean, I'm in awe of what she's done and her as a talent, but it was very natural. It was like my elder sister. She's got the same energy that my sisters have, very salt of the earth, talent straight, no crapping around, and um, it was refreshing. It was refreshing, and um, in L.A., you know, good friends can be hard to come by, and I like to think that now when I go to L.A., we can just hang out and... That's wonderful because we ended up writing this song across the seas. I was, you know, in Sweden in the end and she was in L.A. when when it was finally written. And um, I can't wait to see her and say, hey, 
this is awesome. Like, I mean, it's it's been a bit of a slow burn, but um, now we're happily sitting at number 13 on the club billboard chart, so it's wonderful. That's fantastic. 13. I mean, some people might call that an unlucky position to be in, Tanya, but look, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> something, it's an achievement. I mean, I, I tried to release yeah. a song a while ago, and I don't even think it made the top 13,000 on the billboard charts. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's most of our experiences, though, Ben, so don't, don't hold it against yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's not bad for for a humble Aussie, I guess. Yeah. Oh, was, that, was that very humble? Not really. No. Delete last comment. Yeah, we'll edit that bit out. No one will ever hear that one on radio. I can guarantee you that. But you also performed uh, the song Joyride for the soundtrack to Step Up Three, which I can tell you now, Tanya, is requested essentially every week. We have one loyal tweeter. She she messages into our show every week and asks us to play it. It's incredible. But uh, the song very upbeat, high tempo dance, which of course is extremely yeah. different uh, from the days of Bachelor Girl. Now, was this the direction that you always wanted to follow and explore this genre of music? Look, I always had the. Uh the dance diva, in inverted commas, you know, um, kind of tucked away. I love good electronic music. I don't doesn't mean it needs to be cheesy or, you know, disposable. But, you know, good electronic music. Some DJ producers are just incredibly talented. Um, and I really uh, love working with some of them. Uh, just, like, I guess, the, the electric skies, the joy, joyride. Uh, the version you're playing was, um, was a version that Carl Lewis back home in Australia produced and it was he's a wonderful friend and, and producer. But I've actually hooked up with the original guys, Electrics in Germany, who mm. did the version that you can hear on Step Up Three. That's coming out next this month actually. Fantastic. So Yeah, so you know, got a few fingers and a few pies. Oh, we'll help you out. We'll help you out as much as we can, Tanya. Good. Good on you. We're always here to help. And speaking of helping out, now I have to mention I couldn't do this interview without mentioning your loyal fans because I know you're aware of them, Tanya, and how much they like to put pressure on radio shows such as ours to get you on the program <laughs> i don't know whether to say thank you or sorry no i say i get you to say thank you because i was listening to your chat in a spanish radio yeah. station recently and it appears that they also oh. they also put pressure on them to get you on their program now is there anything they won't do to get you free publicity on radio in the world i don't know i mean i maybe i should just give them my phone number <laughs> no um look you know i say i say if you got fans like that keep them don't don't treat them mean to keep them keen. Just keep them happy. Exactly. So I, I appreciate them, and they're very sweet, and um, they're all patiently waiting for um, I hear for for my solo record that I'm making out here in Sweden. So hopefully within the next six months I'll have something to talk about that doesn't involve doof music or um or gay pride. Which I, I love doof a- music and gay pride. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect combination, actually, Tanya. And your segues this morning into my next question. Seriously, if I had a cookie and we could do this through Skype, I'd be giving you a whole batch of them right now. Oh, sorry if the sounding, it's all sounding a little bit predictable. But, yeah, well, I am off to Spain in... Um, in a week, nearly a week, and uh, I've been running around Stockholm finding, trying to find outfits, which isn't easy because, um, you know, if you're singing a gay pride, you don't necessarily want to go out there with a coat and gloves and a hat, mm. which is what's in the stores at the moment. So I've really had to dig deep and spend truckloads of money <laughs> to find the right outfit. Outfits, choices are many. So uh, anyway, but I'm looking forward to that. 
um, next weekend I'll be getting some sun. So, yeah, What's, wonderful. What sort of outfits are we looking at? Lots of sequins, lots of uh, revealing outfits to really uh, yeah. get the crowd on the feet? Yeah, look, a little bit of fur, a little bit of glitter. But I'm kind of in two minds. I'm, I'm, part of me wants to be really glam, like like sort of slick, you know, Sort of Sophie Alex, Alice Baxter slick, mm, you know. Mm. The other part of me just wants to be kind of word that comes to the mind is a bit trashy, but that <laughs> not trashy in a bad way, but just fun and frivolous. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's in Spain, you could always dress up as a that, bull and have running of the bull as your yeah, as your genre. I don't know how kosher it would be. Yeah, and I don't know. Mm, I don't know how be, they'd like that. Be out and proud, you know, not not too traditional. <laughs> yeah, be, you'd be a toreador, and that doesn't really scream gay no, pride in Spain, does it? No, if I go out with horns, I'm going to look like a right biatch or something, you know. Pretty much. I dare I say it horny, and that's probably not the angle you want to go for. Yeah, probably not. But even if I was, I'd, you know, probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to get too excited for them. Well, Tanya, we're nearly getting to the end of our chat this morning. Unfortunately, all our listeners are crying in absolute terror that it has to end. But uh, we do always like to ask a set of five questions to our guests to wrap up every single interview. Okay. Now, these are probably the five easiest questions you'll ever get asked in your career. So if you're still nice and settled and ready to go to bed and want to go to sleep with some fantastic questions, I'll get to these right now. Question number one, Tanya Doko, mm. what is your favourite type of cheese? Probably mozzarella. Mozzarella? That's just the Italian talking. Oh, yeah. look, it's a popular choice, and uh, I am very partial to mozzarella. Put it on your pizza, put it on anything well, you can. A close second would be parmesan, just because you can use use it in so much cooking. But anyway. It's funny, the amount of people I know who don't like parmesan and the, the fact that they get put off by the smell of it. I love parmesan as well. I'm a cheese fan. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. They don't know. Use it in their cooking. Mm. I didn't need my mother to come around and show them. But anyway. Oh, look, we'll put that on the bucket list. Uh, question number two, <laughs> Tanya Doko, are you a folder or a scruncher? <laughs> Very personal questions. A folder or a scruncher? No, I do my fold things. I mean, are we talking about clothes or just anything? Talking about toilet paper, Tanya. Oh, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> You've been in Sweden for too long. I thought you were talking about... Yeah, I just didn't have my head in the toilet, I guess, but... Probably a good thing, really, actually, if you think about that. <laughs> okay, no, I, well, I probably just... I don't know. Both? Both. I scrolled up. So you're in the, you're in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, that's me sitting on the fence. Yep, yep. Well, we actually had recently somebody say undecided, so we nearly have to put three options in there. Oh, I think it depends on how much there is available. Yes, and how much of a rush you are, and uh, exactly. There's so many variables in that question. Anyway, next question. You'll pay more attention next time. Uh, Growing up, who was your celebrity crush? Who were the posters on your wall? I liked Rob Lowe. Oh, really? (laughs) Old Rob, back in the 80s? Showing my age and Michael Jackson actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I had Jacko on the wall, but um, probably not for the same reasons you did. No, no. But when he was ri- like off the wall, he was so good looking and mm. oh, so talented. But um, but look, Rob Lowe, pretty obsessed. And I also like Bross. Right. famous. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, okay. I tell you what, there's a cover in that. I think you just uh, you just signed yourself a, a cover for your album there. When will I put... Yeah, but, yeah. Oh. I couldn't release it in Australia. They'll think I'm a... Oh, Sweden will love it. They love them. That's Boy, over yeah. there, don't they? Also, growing up, Tanya, what was your dream job? Oh, what I'm doing now. Oh, I love it when people achieve their dreams. Like, actually, you know, I'm really glad you asked that question because sometimes you think you're going crazy in this business. Um 
But, you know, if I tell the truth, I remember I wrote, I don't know, at least 20 years ago that, or maybe 25 years ago, that by 1998 or something, I would be a world-recognised singer-songwriter. And I didn't exactly meet that goal. You know, I mean, not every country knew Bachelor Girl. or But we did release in a lot of countries and I was writing the songs with James. So it's, I mean, this is why I get so passionate about talking to kids about this very issue, you know, that put your goal out there and, um, you know, God, it might actually come true, but, but go for it. I, I'm going to put a challenge out there to all the countries that listen to this program to see how many have yeah. actually heard about you and then we could tick them off, Tanya, and we could see how much of that you actually achieved. Exactly, and you'll be like, fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I doubt that. We have listeners in all corners of the world and they would have heard you. We'll play the song and they'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, that bloody song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, no, but I think it's, it's a nice question to ask, um, nice way to end my evening and go, yeah, you know. Exactly. You've done okay. You're not such a failure. No, <laughs> well, we're a no, youth no, station, it's... Tanya, so, I mean, all our younger listeners out there are probably extremely happy to, to hear that you put your goals out there and you can achieve them if you really work towards well, them. Yeah, look, and that's it, Ben. And the thing is I do, because I'm aware of, I'm talking in, in, in Hobart at the moment, and I know there's a wider community listening, but um, I love coming down to Tassie and um, talking to young people about this very thing. So if you've got a dream or a goal out there, just go for it. And, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you only fail yourself if you just don't have a good crack at it. Mm. That's the worst that can happen. Exactly. Um, the best that can happen is you could get, even get halfway there and it'd be awesome. And win an aria. So, hey, and even win... An aria. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the thing collects dust, but you never know. You never know when you may use it. <laughs> I've always thought it looks like a you know, potential good weapon in case somebody breaks into the house. I and mean, it's very sharp. It's a very good weapon. I mean, I actually can't travel. I mean, I can. I couldn't put it in my hand like this because I definitely <laughs> think I'm going to you know, kill someone with it. But no, it's not very portable. But um, hey, it's, it's something to strive towards. So that's wonderful. There's a thought. Somebody hijacking a plane with an aria. Uh, final <laughs> question for you, Tanya Day. We'll leave that one there, I think. Uh, when it comes to lollies, do you like to go in for the crunch and chew them straight away? Or do you like to suck on them for a while and savour the flavour? <laughs> Goodness me. The strong questions on the brink. I can't. How do I answer? I d- Think of the Gay Pride Festival, Tanya. Uh, definitely, you know, put them on my mouth and suck them. You know, you just, you can't, you can't. You've got to enjoy them on the way. You, you can't do. just swallow it whole. You do. <laughs> I just... play this interview at the Gay Pride Festival and everyone will be screaming. Well, Tanya Doko, it has been an absolute honour chatting to you here on this morning. We will give the mm. track Floor on the Floor a run for you right now here on the program. But uh, good. Floor on fire. Floor on fire. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? It's early in the morning. No, it's a four, but it is four on the floor. So. <laughs> We're just going to play another song completely all this morning. But uh, good luck with the solo album. We hope to hear it in the not too distant future. And uh, next time you're in yes. Hobart, we'll hopefully catch up in person, Tanya. Thanks, Ben. Great to chat to you. And actually, if there's people out there that want to check out material at the moment, you can you can just um, Google me or iTunes me. Put your link I up on MySpace too on our Facebook page. Yes. That's out. I'm going to close it out for another week, but it's been a very interesting episode. Mallory, we heard from you at Kmart at the beginning. Um, How have you recovered? Oh, it was a wonderful day and we're going back, so that's good. We only... Oh, no, we've been twice, haven't we? We went back on Friday night, but we didn't end up doing a recording at that part. Um... 
we we're nearly going to go last night. We're nearly going to go every single day. I feel like it's kind of are we a little bit we're a little bit too obsessed, aren't we? Yes, it's a bit of a novelty still though, so it's still very busy over there. Well, it was very packed on Friday night when we went after after the ballet. Speaking of which, ballet, give me give me a rundown. What did you what did you think? It was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the ballet? Um, the the tutus. The, the tutus and their nappies that they wore underneath. I just, I just want to point out that again, um, the the tight pants on the men aren't very flattering, just because you know they've got giant wedgies. You can see they're wearing like a g-string, and for their frontal areas, um, you know, it's it's not very flattering to their size of their uh, their doodles. Their, their, yes, their doodles. Yes, which weren't very. I mean, I don't know if that's just a Russian. Like in Russia, we have small penis. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, but. Um, it was yeah. It was it was a ballet. I knew like two of the songs, which is good. They told you the story, and then it was kind of like okay, cool. And then you know they just and then yep, Black Swan was better. Yep. All right. Um. Well, this has been a fun episode. Thank you for joining us, Mallory. Anything you want to say about this week, our final show for November? No. 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 We've only got, I believe, two more of these. Uh, Sort of normal ones to go before we get into uh, best of the year and then a couple of uh, best of the decades. So it's going to be pretty exciting. So stay tuned for that. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, listen to the Ben and Mal Variety Hour on a Wednesday, listen to all the other shows that we're involved in. And uh, can I just point out, oh, you're about to say something? No, Vancouver are doing quite well. They're doing a lot better than uh, Calgary, are, who've choked a little bit in Anaheim. So you must be happy because I'm sure you've been paying attention to it all. Yes, I have. How'd you know? Yes, yes. You, you, you're one of these fans who basically just follows it loosely, and then if they make the playoffs, you're all on board. So Correct. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Until then, Hobokagel. Keep sucking those oranges. And, and good night. Good night.